0: We've qualified for the World Cup. Go and compete. Um,
1: do we want to talk briefly about football and then talk about some more life stuff?
2: I think so. Yeah. Yeah. There's, so, there's actually been a lot of kind of talking points in football in the last two weeks since we recorded last. Mm-hmm. Um, not too dissimilar, though, from what we touched on last week. Uh, one of the big things that's continuing on is is referees.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Referees in England, are they good enough? I think the answer is no. Lee Mason, uh, biggest, probably the biggest mistake of the season, that <laughs> Brighton free kick. You guys saw that?
0: Did mm-hmm.
2: you? Thoughts?
0: Well, the... As Dave said astutely in the group chat, uh, he he bottled it really. Mm-hmm. He uh, mm-hmm. he second guessed himself it, at the worst possible time, and I, w- I mean he must have wanted the earth to swallow him up. He was like, "Oh fuck, I've made a complete ball to this." Uh, but I'm going to have to try to play it off as well as I can to make myself look like I meant to do it. Um. Yeah, he fucked up anyway. <laughs>
1: yeah, I felt I, I actually kind of felt bad for him because he just looked so uh, like uncomfortable and like he knew he had fucked up. I don't really I can't figure out um, what exactly went wrong because it looked like the like my first interpretation was he didn't mean to blow the whistle the first time, so he accidentally blew it or something, and then Dunk took the free kick and then he blew it to. To stop the play, but then Dunk said he asked, "Can I take it?" And he said yes, so he took it. So I have no idea. And then the var thing to disallow it—I also don't understand that. <laughs> but I mean, at the end of the day, he, hes the one who's been fucking left in the shit, like, and had to. Um, didn't he? Yeah. He, he he cried off the the Liverpool game today, didn't he? He was meant before the official, and he said he got an injury. <laughs> Yeah, that's a bruised ego, um... I'd say. <laughs> oh,
2: nice, nice. Yes, he, yeah. He was supposed to be fourth official. Yeah, he uh, he limped around like the last fifty minutes of the Brighton game, uh, and you wonder the, how genuine that is.
0: Oh, you th- uh, you think he was faking an injury to get out of being in another <laughs> game? Yes.
2: Well, would you? Yeah, would you want to? Would you after a, you know you made a balls of it? It's all over the newspapers. Would you want to be standing on that touchline? tonight Uh,
0: no I wouldn't even want to be there if I was doing a good job (laughs) (laughs) being even a good ref like I I wouldn't want to do it
2: well yeah Lee Mason has made it tough for himself though Uh, it was only two weeks back uh, that he stepped down from Premier League football uh, or had been demoted or whichever way you want to say it uh, when he had sent off Bednarak as the VAR official he was involved with uh, the uh, Sucek um, red as well he was the he was the guy in the VAR box he didn't give the penalty for Southampton when it like blatantly hit cash's hand so he's been <laughs> in, involved in a lot of like incorrect decisions currently It's probably best for him to pull a hammy
1: and get out of the limelight <laughs> for a few weeks.
0: Pretty much. Absolutely.
1: But if this keeps happening, we're going to have no referees left. I mean, Mike Dean. my
0: Dean <laughs> uh, my team in every game. Mike Dean, <laughs>
1: because he was, he was getting death threats, pulled a sickie. Uh, Lee Mason now pulling a sickie. Uh, I don't know. It's like, it's like uh, VAR is really putting them in the limelight and they can't hack it. I was wondering how much referees are paid. Do you think they're paid a lot? I I reckon they are. I have no idea, but I reckon they are.
0: Didn't Klattenberg become like uh, a high-paid referee by transferring to like the Saudi League or something?
2: Yeah, yeah. I wonder the the difference between the pay though, because like those countries would offer ridiculous amounts. (laughs) Like, you know, like going to the Chinese Super League rather than the Premier League or, or whatever. I don't know if they're on a lot of money, but I think they're on a, you know, by average wages, a handy amount for what they do.
0: I, yeah. I feel like we probably didn't give that enough stick. That, uh, is that not the dumbest way of chasing status you have ever seen from a sporting organization? Is paying big money for a fucking referee?
2: <laughs> for the ref. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it was true. Yeah. Yeah. The Saudi league, like they can't, he can't ref every game.
0: <laughs> <It's> <laughs> Does he get one, his own walkout? weekend? A special Krattenberg cam
2: <laughs> that would be cool, but that's that's one of the big talking points. Now, I, I watch being sport perhaps incorrectly, uh, for like the Premier League games, and one of the points they were making is that history, like there's so much mystery, or history is rewritten when we don't hear what goes on between the referee and you know upstairs, which is obviously the VAR studio or the screens or whatever, like. It would make things a lot more transparent and you'd have no arguments from fans, really, if we'd heard what Lee Mason and VAR had said in those brief moments with all of that nonsense going on. Because, like you said, Adrian, you don't know why, um, why VAR cancelled it. You don't know why the goal was disallowed. Or you don't, who knows why he blew the whistle twice. There's all these little intricacies that if we heard that commentary between the two of them, Perhaps those questions Mm -hmm. would be answered.
1: Yeah, I find now that more and more we're getting this information from commentators and things, Mm. which shouldn't be the case because we don't know where they're getting it. Um,
0: Yeah, that does annoy me when they um, announce what the decision is before we see it on the field.
1: Yeah, or when, when they say, so we understand that this is what they're looking for. And, and you don't really know where they're getting that information. They could be fucking making that up. Like, if I was a commentator, I'd probably just give my best guess as well and say, well, my understanding is that they're looking for a handball here or an offside here or whatever. Um, that, that, that does kind of rock me a little bit. Mm. Mm. It
2: does. It does. Uh, do you, I can't remember the tournament, but uh, it was a couple of tournaments ago. And remember, there was only one English referee when there's usually, you know, a couple. In comparison to like Italy and Germany, where there was a where there was a good few, and there was a bit of an uproar, people being like, "How can there only be one English ref?" But I think that's, I think we're seeing it more and more each week. Why, you know, these uh, these refs aren't aren't big on European competitions and in the World Cup and stuff.
0: I wonder how is it as bad in other countries, like because we don't watch Bundesliga or Syria. Or any of that, so we don't even see mm-hmm. these controversial refereeing decisions, which they must have some of them. They must have some clowns, other than um, <laughs> that really uh, like square fella who's always the ref in the Champions League, Wolfgang <laughs> something. Do you know who I'm talking about? Yeah, really I mean no. the German S-Squ- fella,
2: square fella, and Wolfgang is all you need to say to describe him.
0: Think of the Champions League referee <laughs> that comes to mind when I say that.
1: But I never, I never take notice of the Champions League referees. What? Like, I'm hardly even watching the match, to be honest. Jesus. Yeah, I know. I'm shocking. <laughs> I've, I've lost, I've lost, uh, um, my attention span. Like, I'm on even watching a movie now. About 15 minutes in, I'm on my phone straight away. It's really oh, shit. you fucking really wanker. Yeah, I know. I'm such a wanker. <gasps>
2: oh. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> I, I would hate that. Anyone watching a movie with me who goes on their phone after a few minutes, and then at the end of the movie, they're like, "I didn't really like that," or uh, "I couldn't follow it." <laughs>
1: I think, yeah. So I, and I, I really try not to be, but I'm very much like, "Oh shit, I missed that. What happened there?"
0: Oh, <laughs> I yeah, it's the worst. That's I was watching me. Goodfellas. That's the worst. Have you all seen Goodfellas?
1: Uh, I yeah. did. Yeah.
0: Um, <laughs> I was watching it with someone. And I was watching with a group of people anyway, but this person, like every five minutes, they were like, "What? What just happened there? Who's that person? <laughs> Who is that person again? Is Robert De Niro in this?" And um, <laughs> and we were watching it, and it it was getting towards the end, and they were like, uh, "Where's the little fella?" And we're like, "The little fella, like Joe Pesci." It's like, "Yeah." It's like he was shot, like. 20 minutes ago he was shot in the head 20 minutes ago there was a big scene about it she's like what re rewind rewind and we had to rewind and watch like the past 20 Error. minutes again Stop, where that's bad now like how did you even miss this happening
1: yeah mm. yeah that's yeah. annoying.
0: i won't say who yeah. it was <laughs> but i don't know
1: if it's i don't know if it's um like modern technology is just making me like that or whether it's a lockdown thing or whether it's just me having shitty attributes as a person but i i find like so much we're watching something and i'm like sonia i know you're gonna be really pissed off but i have no idea who that person is you know she's like don't that's don't that's blame yourself gonna... uh, don't blame yourself I don't know. it's a I think you need to take a little bit of responsibility my mother, see my mother is worse than me, my mother like will walk out of the room to make tea and come back in and be like, what's going on Um, (laughs) so I I know I get it from her and I'm not as bad as her but I do think there's a little bit of responsibility to be taken too maybe,
2: but like the apps are there to distract you and make sure you're glued to them so like, uh, you know there's that too yeah, I
1: mean if I can catch a Pokemon and watch, you know, Goodfellas at the same time, I'm probably going to do both, you know? Yeah, yeah, that's the thing. Ultimate hunter-gatherer.
0: Well, okay, it's different if it's um if someone goes on their phone when they're watching, like, a comedy, like an Adam Sandler movie. It's like, whatever. <laughs> this thing is not meant to be taken seriously anyway. You're just supposed to look at the screen and uh, not think at all. And just watch Adam Sandler like, fall down or something. So, whatever. But then there'd be people who go on their phone watching, like, uh, There Will Be Blood or something. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out to Dave, who said he had to do that. Uh, He's watching There Will Be Blood with people. And they were on their phones after, like, five minutes. And they were like, this is really boring. And... Uh, <laughs> fuck those people. <laughs>
1: yeah, fuck those people. And also, fuck those people who play a, like a game on a console and they will skip every cutscene and be like the story is just shit.
0: <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: Like I couldn't get into the story. Well, you couldn't get into it cuz you fucking skipped every single cutscene. Mm-hmm. Someone uh, someone said that about Red Dead Redemption, which is probably one of the best games of all time. And they were like, yeah. "Oh, I just thought the story was shit." Oh like, no. You didn't even know your character's name, like
0: someone so <laughs> I love that game for how it like slows you down on purpose. Like when you have to walk around the camp and you have to clean your fucking horse and shit, the way it like really drove people mental with that. I love that it did that.
1: You have to like catch and cook all your food just to keep you like your stamina or something. Yeah. Yeah, Like
0: it was took a total diversion Mm -hmm. away from uh, most big games, which are like, action content action 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 mm-hmm. the whole time and mm-hmm. it's like just whoa look at that look at this whoa like fucking call of duty what a load of shit the story in that game is that's the game like oh, a- man i could skip the yeah. cutscenes in that easily because it's that- just every five seconds it's like the fucking russians have launched a nuclear weapon at washington again or something <laughs> every fucking every five minutes, the fucking there must be nothing left at this point <laughs> and they're
2: and they're historically short now as well every every new game that comes out, it's like they trim half an hour off of it, so like you can have it done in no time at all. it's not really built for story modes anymore, is it yeah, yeah. it's all multiplayer then, stuff,
1: but then they have warzone, which is free and is probably better than any of the paid versions of the game. Mm. That's what I don't get.
0: What were they thinking? <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, why not do both and make money off everyone?
1: Yeah.
2: <laughs> Lee Mason and Call of Duty,
1: equally bad.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: bad. Can I um can I talk a little bit about Liverpool? I think I just need to talk about Liverpool and get this shit off my chest and
2: yeah, See what you guys think it, and
1: <clears throat> because because this is
2: a safe place for Liverpool fans, yeah. Because
1: mm, so, so we're bad. after watching Liverpool just win uh 2-0 against Sheffield. Um and you know that's all well and good getting three points on the board, still in sixth position, but I, I, I have a I have a lot of issues. Um Okay, where do I start? <laughs> um the, the the main thing I wanna say, I think. Uh, cuz i had i had a good bit of thought about this is um these injuries because every time we're on here we we say what's what's the issue with liverpool and it's always i always say injuries um so <clears throat> the injuries are are definitely the cause of the struggle because if you look and say look we've lost um even even just the five defensive ones van dijk gomez matip Fabino, and henderson i was thinking about Man United and how they might struggle if they lost five of their defenders. So, if you say something like Lindelof, Maguire, Bay... Uh, Bay are we calling him Bay or Bailey? Bay, isn't it? Yes. Yeah. Sure. Um, cool. <laughs> so, Lindelof, Maguire, Bay, uh, Twenzeby and McTominay. Um, how they'd struggle. And of course they would. Absolutely. And I, I, I maintain that they probably wouldn't be as high as sixth position if they had that. But would Man United in that situation then go and loan a 20-year-old defender from a foreign league um, and buy some unproven 25-year-old lad from the championship? And I think that's my issue because January was the time to fix it and they didn't. And Liverpool are very good when things are going well to top up the squad with their Shakiris and their Keita's and their are just to improve the squad and strengthen and depth. But when things aren't going well, they tend to shit the bed. And I was thinking historically that has proven to be the case because you look at when um, Alonzo left and they bought an Aquilani at the mm. time for like 20 million, which was an astonishing amount of money. And when they, when Torres left and they brought in Andy Carroll for like 35 million, um, who would, I think maybe a half a good season. And when Suarez left and they got in, uh, Ricky Lambert and Balotelli, <laughs> I mean, just historically speaking, Liverpool in the transfer market are not good when they're under pressure. And it's exactly what's happened again this season. Um, mm. And the whole thing has kind of been a little bit compounded by the fact that you've got these Champions League winners and these Premier League winners who are just gone missing. I mean, Firmino and Mane. Firmino actually, um, in quotation, scored today. It was actually an own goal. If you look at the goal, he was dragging it way wide and it's come off a defender and gone in. So um, Mane can't fucking... Uh, do anything basically can't complete a pass. So Firmino, and Mane are way out of there. Gini Wijnaldum, I'll say it now, right? This guy is meant to be like the first, fourth choice captain, and he's not doing nothing. He's I I believe that he has been covered by a really good team of really good players around him for the last three years, and now he's being found out because Van Dijk, Henderson, all these kind of players are gone. And he's being found out. Um, and Thiago, who, look, at least you can say he's adjusting to the Premier League, but he's meant to be one of the fucking greatest passers of the ball in Europe and relentlessly gives the ball away. So, mm. uh, sorry, <laughs> but Liverpool need wow. a, bit of a bit of an overhaul or, or else they're going to be stuck with all this dead wood um, in the summer. I, I kind of mm. believe that now. Interesting.
2: Yeah, it's a tricky old uh, season, though, to have the overhaul. The clubs are going to be, uh, if they're selling, they're going to be selling with an extra zero on the end, potentially. Uh, it's not a good position to be in. And I, I agree with you. I remember we spoke about it at the time, is that Liverpool, Liverpool could have sent a message in January and actually got some quality players, uh, whether they were tied to only getting... Ben Davis, who's not the Ben Davis that we thought he was, it's actually some other guy from Preston, (laughs) 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 and uh, the uh, the lad from you know Schalke who are absolutely dreadful. So he's not exactly coming from a good place. You know he's coming from getting battered every game. But um, I think that not enough fingers are being pointed at Sadio Mane. I think he's sulking, and I don't like it.
1: Yeah, he doesn't. He doesn't look anywhere near the player he was, and I think when you look at the likes of Salah, at least when he gets the ball, he looks like he's going to make something happen. Sadio Mane looks like he thinks he can make something happen, and he's like nearly trying a bit too much. He's trying to, and he's a fucking Sadio Mane is like or was at least one of the best like attacking players in the world at one point. Like he could just ghost past players. He was so quick and so clinical. And now he's picking the ball up at the halfway line and trying to turn and take a touch and take a touch and take a touch. It's like, just fucking give it, man. Like, just do it. I don't know. Um, And I agree. I I think there was a a point today during the Sheffield game where um, Mo Salah was uh, going towards goal and he shot and that was there with his hands out going, why didn't you fucking pass it to me? But when you look at it, the pass wasn't really on. I didn't think the pass was really on anyway. I didn't think the shot was on either, but at least you could get a corner from that. Whereas the pass, like, it looked like the defender was blocking that pass. So, uh, and I you don't know,
2: know. Like, you know, in the past, before this, there's always been that comparison, hasn't there, between uh, the mm-hmm. this, uh, Mane and Salah. Is like, you know, are they buddies? Are they really jealous of each other? Are they that competitive? And yeah. it was always kind of like, oh, give them the benefit of the doubt. They're both winners. I think this yeah. season, like when you do bad, when you play bad, okay. uh, good attitudes come to the top, you know? And I think that Salah is, I think, well, I think Mane was the problem of the two of them. Yeah, he's always the one that throws his hands in the air, rolls his eyes. He had the strop earlier, didn't he, when he got subbed uh, yeah. early. He was, wasn't he sulking as well? Was that the Palace game? Maybe. But yeah, it's uh, not. Not the characteristics you want to see from a champion, uh,
1: champions, you know, championship team. So yeah, uh, I shame. would also like to say sorry is that what I've noticed and what's, I think been very evident because people are saying who's to blame for this? Like you can't blame injuries, do you blame Klopp? And I think this Liverpool team, the success, the successful Liverpool team was um, a bunch of players that were bought very specifically to fulfil a role. And so you talk about center backs that can be quick and defend one-on-one fullbacks that are very attacking midfielders that can protect that, that that, uh, back two, if you want to call it that, that those players are now gone. Oh, and I should also say a, a goalkeeper that can play, play the ball a little bit. Those players are now out or gone or whatever. So, you do have to blame Klopp a little bit for trying to force these players into a system that they're not able to do. Fucking Ben Davis is never going to be able to play the way Van Dyke does. He's just not. He can probably play in Preston in a defensive situation with a low block, not in a back two of him and Kabak. It's just not going to fucking work. And that's that is a little bit of a worry, is that Klopp seems to just be trying to force this system on players who just aren't able for it. With Fabinho and Henderson out, those were the two who were so underrated and so good at protecting that defensive line. Um, and now you've got the likes of Wijnaldum and Thiago that just can't do it. Um, yeah, that, that, that was my only other thought. Is that
0: Klopp has run wow. the players into the ground. He has to hold his hands up. He did it at Dortmund. When anytime something goes wrong for him, he can't cope. People say that the players these days at Liverpool, they can't handle it. They they sulk or they throw their hands up in frustration. That's Klopp. It's it's Klopp coming through with the players because he just can't handle it when things aren't going his way. And he'll leave to take over the German national team soon.
2: Mm. I don't know about that last <laughs> part, but <laughs> the oh, I, I think the point realize, is... Adrian, it's true, yeah,
0: though.
2: You really like, had me. There's a bit <laughs> of half-truth in there. But It is. Like, when you're saying about how the... Uh, uh, like, money and that, you know, throwing their hands up. We, we were only saying in the last podcast how many arguments Klopp was having with managers. Like, are you sure who's fucking squaring up to Van... Uh, not Van Dyke. Uh, Sean Dyche. Not not a good comparison, those Van two. Van Dyke. <laughs> up to Van Yeah, <laughs> Sean Van Dijk. <Dyche. laughs> Jean-Claude Van Damme's half-brother. Um and, uh, you know, it's just a bad example. But like, I still stand by the, the points we made in the, the, the previous podcast where I don't entirely blame club. I really don't. I think so many factors have meant that Liverpool's title defence has been stretched. Um, and mm. yeah, there's been a few errors along the way, of course. But yeah. I think it all just goes back to uh, Pickford. Pickford is the reason that Liverpool are in this position. <laughs>
1: yeah. Well, he's definitely yeah. part of the reason.
0: Who's yeah. to say? I yeah. mean, if if Van Dijk was here, who's to say all this would not be happening at all.
1: Yeah. Absolutely. It's a bit like what, it's a bit well, all I was going to say is why hasn't Klopp found a solution? And I don't think, like I said earlier, I don't think Man United would be in this situation because they'd go and they'd buy a player for 30 million or 50 million or whatever. Not Fucking Kabak and ben Davis.
0: Well, you know, I think it's it seems appealing at the moment that that United approach, but in reality, Liverpool's approach of waiting to find who they think is the right player, uh, and maybe even spending big on them like Van Dijk and Allison, and then they have these stop gaps, Kabak and White, whoever who, Davis, sorry, who they know is they're not going to make it. They're not going to be first choice, really. But they're just like, stop gaps, and we'll wait, and we'll bide our time and get the right player. Whereas United spunk all their money on useless shite.
1: (laughs) I do do agree with you to an extent, but I think in this um, crucial time, they should have done more than what they did. I think that's all.
0: In the long run, Liverpool will be okay.
1: Well,
2: I believe that too. We're <laughs> not like... getting relegated, right? Well, look, I wanted to just address something that might be an unpopular opinion, might be, but we've res- we've referenced it for so many podcasts now, so it's nearly like cont- continuity at this point. Uh, but it's about it's about Chelsea, uh, and since they've had their new manager, Tuchel is that the right is that the right way to pronounce it? Firstly,
0: I think it's like Tuchel, too, too cool. maybe Tuchel. Tuchel? That
2: guy, anyway. Fuck it. <laughs> that, that dude. You know the one anyway. Uh who has, you know, taken over the reins from Lampard, who had an absolute disaster of six weeks. That's you know, no two ways about it. December and January for Lampard was, was rubbish. Tragic. Did he deserve the sack? I don't think so. Probably on the face of things, yeah. It was really bad form and it for a big club like that, I think if Arsenal or United or City, if Pep Guardiola lost as many games as Lampard did, for example, I think his job would even be questioned. So you can't, I can't really defend that. But one thing I will say, and the game against Atletico has kind of scuppered my point a bit, but I uh, I see a lot of people saying that like since he's taken over, Chelsea are a brand new, magnificent, fantastic team. And I don't agree in the slightest. <clears throat> I think the runner games has been piss-easy. I think the only game that he's won that I don't think Lampard's teams would have is that Champions League game. Uh, like, nil-nil against Wolves. All right, first game. Two-nil against Burnley. Uh, one-nil against Spurs. Spurs was 50-50. Sheffield United, a win against uh, a win against Newcastle. Should beat those teams. Struggled to a draw against Chelsea. And, you know, nice. pretty pr- pretty drab against United yeah and everyone can beat United sorry so, so
0: you you said they struggled to a draw against Chelsea
2: sorry they struggled to a draw against uh, Southampton yeah uh,
0: <laughs> the, okay. the, the,
2: other, the other week yeah and then and then against the United States so I I think obviously he's a better manager better tactician and is putting Chelsea in the right direction but I think his test is coming forward now and I think we'll really see because he's got Liverpool, yeah. Everton, Leeds, mm-hmm. and the Champions League coming up. So, well, yeah, yeah, well,
0: Frank should have been arrested for what he did with this Chelsea team. It was <laughs> fucking chronic crimes against football. Actually, because I dislike Chelsea, he should have been given a medal for what he did. Um, Tuchel, though, this team, they're playing better, which is not saying much, but once they get to the final third, it's like they, they play great. They, they control the ball very good, quick passing all the way up the field, retain possession, pressing, fine. They get into the final third and they have not got a clue what to do. Uh, like, they look like a, a championship team in the final third and they look like uh, fucking prime Barcelona in the rest of the field. But I don't know whether it's, it's tactics or players because, I mean... Can't really use players as an excuse when they spent uh, 200 million on attackers or whatever it was. Fucking uh, Havertz, Werner, uh, Pulisic, Ziyech. William has more assists than Ziyech this season as well, by the way. Staggering, staggering statistic. (laughs) Ziyech has been very disappointing of all of them. I mean, uh, whatever about Havertz, uh, he's... I don't think he was ever that great, but I thought Ziyech would be great for them and he's been not so good, not good at all. Uh although I don't really care because I don't like Chelsea, so you know.
1: If I can make That's one it. last desperate attempt to back up Frank Lampard, I think what I would say is that the teams that he was playing, personnel wise, are not a million miles away from the teams that uh Tuchel was playing. Um, you know, things like Playing Werner not as the nine, and not playing people like Alonso, who he, um, Tuchel doesn't seem to be playing too much either. Well, um, he
0: brought him back into the team; like he wasn't playing at all under Lampard.
1: That's yeah, that's true. Maybe that wasn't a great point, but I, I think um, like a lot of a lot of the sh- stick Lampard got was about his team selections, which I think Tuchel is very similar. There's one or two changes, but very similar. Um, But I do think, I think probably as a team, it's a lot easier to lose the confidence of the team if you're a young manager. And I think that's all that happened is they they lost a couple of games and it's very difficult then for someone like Lampard to get the confidence back into the players that they probably just lose the belief a -hmm. lot quicker than, you know, an
0: older lad yeah it takes a special breed of manager to retain the faith and trust of the players when they're going through a rough patch when the manager is in his first year of management
2: yeah yeah because <laughs> it's because like when you have like a a 50 60 year old manager who's had a few clubs you could kind of say that's yeah. i've been here before you know you just got to get through it but it's true he was he was an absolute novice and like i have to say it for the record too the point i made is is in no defense of frank lampard it's just that there's not much difference and i see a lot a lot of talk about how chelsea are a wonderful new team and i just don't, i don't see it
1: can i take the opportunity to point out that Solskjaer and bruno fernandes both bottled it against the top six <laughs> team
2: <Yeah>, you definitely <laughs> can
1: it's a time <laughs> It's not I even.
0: Would... It's like not an argument now at the moment because if Bruno had some great performances against the top team, then there could be a bit of back and forth, like ah, well, what about this? Oh, I don't know. He yeah. could come good, but he's never performed well against the top team. He goes. I actually thought he was. I
1: thought he wasn't on the pitch today. I actually thought because because I didn't hear his name once for the first like half hour or something. I kind of went, oh, he must be on the bench, weird. And then I checked and no, oh, there he was. Number it's 18. amazing
0: how he goes from 10 on 10 to 0 on 10 in His these are. games.
1: Yeah.
0: I can't think of any other top player like him who doesn't no. know.
2: But like he, he, when he's consistent, he's he's fantastically consistent. Like anytime yeah. I'd have a really good game, he's brilliant. But it's just when he, whenever they play a, a decent a decent side. I'm actually just flicking back now. Would you class Everton as like, you know, a side that is hard to get assisting yeah, goals against? Yeah,
1: they're, they're, they're solid this, okay. this year.
2: Cause he, he does the business against them, but like, I'm flicking back. I'm, I'm at like, <laughs> like August 2020 at this point, And he hasn't bagged an assist or a goal against any of what we'd probably class in the bracket on big team, yeah. apart from Everton. Uh, yeah, it, I don't know. Is it the ta- is it the tactics? Is it the way that the team is set up? And I think maybe that is because oligono Solskjaer is absolutely playing it safe to keep his yes. job. He never loses exactly. against the the top four teams because he just parks the bus and just gets a nil nil and just. I, th- loses yeah, I think yeah, moves on sixteen.
1: I think you're dead right. I think uh, <laughs> I think he sets up to not lose and goes well, we've got Bruno, we've got Rashford, we've got whoever else up front, and they'll do some damage, but without any guidance. That's my thinking.
2: Yeah, it's very it was very flat and we've seen that a number of times. It was the same against City, same against Arsenal, uh, not the not the win in Old Trafford for Arsenal, the uh, the reverse fixture. The draw. Just very Yeah, the draw, just very flat. Yeah,
0: yeah I mean, he's playing it ultra safe in these games and I can't fault him for I mean if you were just happy to keep the job that's what he should do and just keep the job don't you know go crazy crazy ambitious trying to win the league just do enough to keep yourself comfortable and you know he's, keep he's that coin happy out. he's happy out like give people a little bit of little bit of hope you know just enough to keep him hanging on Trash, like ha- hammer someone like West Brom or leave yeah. be like, But yeah. we we
2: joke we joke about it, but that's absolutely the state of play. Absolutely the state of play. Because I remember like Mannix when he was on, he said he talked about this too. Is that you know they they were losing those games in the past. So I guess from a United perspective now, it is an improvement. They aren't as leaky. They were getting embarrassed by teams, you know, a few years back during the really rough patches. So I guess he's, you know, got to give him credit for that. But it's really unambitious. Like he is just being like, he's getting into the the routine of bag Champions League, maybe do well in the Europa League or a League Cup. Mm. But that's it. We're not going to go outside that.
0: Like is that I such heard, a bad I've thing? I've heard that story before, I think.
1: Yeah. Yeah, me too. But they're overperforming. <laughs> you got to say that we, they are overperforming this year. Am I the only one that
0: thinks so? Yes, I think so.
1: I think think three of the top
2: four are overperforming. Leicester, West Ham and United should not be where they are.
0: Honestly, even City are overperforming, really. To be honest, a a 20-win streak is a complete anomaly.
2: Fair, fair. And I think it does kind of show how bad the quality... Maybe not the quality, but just how bad in terms of performances and form it's been in the Premier League this season is by City absolutely running away with it.
0: Actually, on the topic of United, one thing we didn't discuss when we were talking about referees is what Luke Shaw said after the game where he was saying that uh, he heard the ref saying to Harry Maguire that, oh, it's a a penalty, but it's going to cause a lot of talk afterwards, so I can't give it. Or something mm-hmm. like that. Like he was saying that, oh, I can't give it the penalty because it's going to cause controversy or something. Um, I bet this is going to have a lot of fallout to it because <laughs> he's after basically saying the referee is corrupt yeah. or whatever, or completely incompetent. Yeah. That's like a different level of not doing your job compared to fucking up. Like that's the, that'd be even worse than uh, fucking up that free kick for Brighton where yeah. he just had a rush of blood to the head and he fucked up in his job really badly. But if he was if he was saying sure that well didn't give a penalty because said he wasn't gonna give a penalty or something because it was uh gonna cause a fuss. <laughs> that is a huge thing to say about a ref. Like he the ref would be out of his job if that came if that was verified. Yeah. And if it's not verified Luke Shaw should be in some serious shit for saying that. If it doesn't, yep. if he can't verify it,
2: yeah, that's that, when I heard when I heard that interview and when you saw that uh, saw that clip. First thing I thought too was that, well, he's he's either got this dead right and this needs to be, be investigated or he needs to be fined, absolutely needs to be fined because that's that's slander, isn't it? That'd be slander towards the referee, uh, basically saying he's not doing his job or that he's he's hiding or. You know, being unfair, not cool. Yeah,
1: I've I've definitely heard um, heard players say things that they get fined for that are less offensive than that. So, I th- I think he could be in trouble if the referee isn't in trouble. That is,
2: but do, do you genu- like? Do you genuinely believe that a referee would say that? I I'd, don't. Uh,
0: I as captive. soon as I heard it, I was like, that's that's not what happened.
2: <laughs> Same. That's exactly what I thought too. I think because there are cam- like not cameras, sorry. There's a yeah, there's cameras always on the referees and the players, right? People can lip read. Number one, uh, there's no fans in the stadium. The microphones, as we've seen, pick up so much stuff. You are telling me that a referee would risk their job and their you know career and say something as dumb as that? I can't see it.
0: Yeah, I think it's much more likely Shaw badly misheard what he thought he heard uh or he's a little rat
2: and we all know which one it is <laughs> fat little rat <laughs> fat. <laughs> <laughs> Yep,
0: <laughs> little field mouse
2: <laughs> it was a poor game though i have to say uh, i always get a bit hyped and it's Chelsea United for I don't know why it's always just feels like it could be a big fixture yeah. or like there's stuff on the line. They Chelsea United always lets us down. Yeah.
0: All so I ever. called it before the game. I said this is going to be a nil-nil snooze fest. Yep.
2: yep. Yeah, you did. Yeah, I know. And I, I think it, the whole thing ridiculous. I think I think you could say the same about um anytime United play, uh, you know, a, a top team now too, though. Uh, it was the same before the City game, same for the Arsenal game. We were all saying the same thing. The, the Liverpool game, it was like, "There's not going to be many goals in this. It's not going to be exciting." And funnily enough, four games, which should be on paper really exciting, ended up being stalemates, 0 nil
0: mm-hmm.
2: <sighs> Shame. All the ruining football. Look, like, I'll say it again.
0: Rotten <laughs> okay. <say> <laughs> <Rat and con. laughs> He has killed football.
2: He has. (laughs) Yeah. Last time it was the refs. Now it's only gonna
0: social. They've won.
2: (laughs) Yeah, no, no.
1: Talk about Arsenal. Talk about Arsenal.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Meanwhile, the dark horse for the Premier League title. Uh... (laughs) So dark. The darkest. (laughs) So so dark. (laughs) Not even a
2: horse.
1: (laughs) <laughs> yeah, yeah. Just a gray donkey walking down the street.
0: <laughs> <laughs> the 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 gray donkey for the Premier League title. Arsenal had a tremendous win away to Leicester where I don't know what it was, but watching this game even when they went behind after like 5 minutes, I still felt we're going to win this game. And I haven't had that feeling at a big team. I just call Leicester a big team, a top team for the time being, not a big team, <laughs> a top team at the moment, Leicester. Uh, <laughs> uh, I was like, I think we're going to win. And they easily beat them really easily. Like that was the most comfortable win of the season. I'd say nearly Arsenal with a B team, really Saka and Aubameyang and party all on the bench. Um, they pff, Leicester had nothing at all for him. And this is a lot like the first game with Leicester earlier in the season at the Emirates where they did nothing for like 80 minutes. Vardy comes on, looping ball over the top. Fucking goal. Grand. They win 1-0, uh, which was sickening. Absolutely sickening at the time. And this to me is like a sweet reverse of that where we, we got him back for that one. Completely outplayed him. Great performances from William, from Pepe, David Luiz. Amazing. I was delighted with that result. Uh, I got to take what I can get this season because they're fucking mid-table. Uh, the league is gone. Like any hope of anything in the league is gone. That's why it was so crucial, that game in the Europa League. Uh, they came back from the brink in that game against Benfica, where they should hammer them too. anyway. They, Benfica had nothing for him. But uh, Mm. they got some jammy goals. I'm delighted that uh, they're still in the Europa League because that's the only thing we have going for us this season now. So they have to go balls out for that. But in the meantime, great performances from a bunch of heavily derided players and a manager who got it very right today. Bang on tactics, great football, easy win.
2: Can I just
1: was sorry Kieran but was that was the rotation um was it just rotation or what was the story behind it, that cuz I it, didn't
0: really understand. I'd say it's just rotation saka um has played like every game for months he's going to be uh, burned out pretty bad uh Smith Rowe I was surprised he played Smith Rowe when he was rotating and he actually got injured he got injured and he was gone oh, I was uh, gonna
1: ask that actually is that is that a big blow do you think
0: if this had happened before Odegaard came in I would have been like okay fuck it we're gonna <laughs> it's gonna be like battling for 15th tier. Odegaard might fill the void hopefully um, <laughs> hopefully oh,
1: that, uh, yeah that was actually the last thing I was gonna ask um, was how you feel he's he's been doing?
0: Some people have been going mad about him. I haven't been that impressed so far. I mean, he's had some good, he's had the odd good pass here and there, but he hasn't been, to me, he hasn't set the world on fire, but he's only played like two and a half, two games, really, two full games altogether. So, and one of them was lost <laughs> uh, to City. So, can't really. Judge him on that. I thought he played well today when he came on. So going forward, he's going to get more chances. We'll see. Uh, I'm optimistic anyway. <laughs> Sitting in tent. Yeah.
2: Well, look, there's, there's been a good, uh, good, few results for us, so, and I think that since those dark times, you know, a couple months back, the team is playing with a bit more passion and composure and understanding. So. Times are good for Arsenal, or at least it's turning in the right direction.
0: Yeah, well, Leicester the though. Point. Yeah, fucking Leicester. Yeah, go on about Leicester. So sorry.
2: Yeah, sorry. I was just gonna say Leicester though. Like they were, you know, riding high, easy draw in the Europa League, second in or second or third in the league, mm-hmm. and they've just ballsed it in like two games. The, was was it Slavia Prague?
0: Yeah, or yeah, yeah, I think so.
2: Yeah. So and then uh, Arsenal, which you know, to be fair, the way the season's gone. Lester should have been,
1: you know, at least taking a point at home against this awesome they've, team. They've been so unlucky with injuries. They've had some really shitty injuries. This that year, is though.
0: true. Yeah, they were missing Madison yeah. today, which is a big miss for them. So, uh, mm-hmm. and so with, I don't
1: shoot, they've had yeah. Fardy out for a good bit.
0: Barnes has gone so now Fala, for a while.
1: Herrera, like they've they've had a lot missing as well. The just, whole
0: team just, looks knackered, completely yeah. shot. Like,
2: yeah, and you could kind of tell as well that. Uh, the players that were injured have come back a bit too soon as well. Is it Kastanga is he the wing back? He doesn't he doesn't have the same uh, like step off the mark like he was having when we when he first joined the league. What we were seeing then, So Zaynchou has had to gradually bring his fitness back. Johnny Evans, fair play to him, like absolute trooper. Like shouldn't be playing Premier League football still, but he's still <laughs> pulling his socks up and putting a shift in. Uh, so yeah. Hey, it, I boy, he's past it, right?
0: Surely. Eh, I wouldn't say that. There's a lot. There's a lot worse centre backs in the league. Yeah, I feel like
1: he's like thirty seven, but he's probably not. Like he's probably like thirty two or something.
2: I just I just checked on Google. He's actually forty seven. Like he's ancient.
0: (laughs) That's a different Johnny Evans. That's like a (laughs) Johnny uh, (laughs) Johnny Evans who died in like eighteen sixty two or (laughs) something. This is the whole Ben Davis thing throw. over again. Yeah, he's
2: thirty-three. <laughs> like he's not.
1: He's not that fucking old.
2: Like you know, he feels okay. He feels like he's old when he exactly. plays and he moves. It's old. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's
1: like a fucking school bus. Like...
2: Uh, but yeah, like uh, interesting game. I feel sorry. I feel. I said this earlier. I feel really bad for Harvey Barnes having the season of his career. Literally his breakthrough, you know, to solidify him as a class player. And now he's out for what seems like what six weeks at least. He's gonna probably miss the I, Euros. I yeah. did see
1: him put up a thing about the Euros, saying like that's that's the aim is to put yourself in contention. But Harvey Barnes was never gonna be going to the Euros. Like, <laughs> is, is am I being a dick for saying that?
0: No, I don't. I don't think he would ever. <laughs> With the
1: competition, he was he was a million miles away. Like he he's hardly a guaranteed starter for Leicester. So he's going to be going to the fucking Euros with <laughs> <of> England. <inside. laughs>
2: I guess though, you know, you, you aim to get into the pool of players for this one and then you try and get to the World Cup. So it, it is a bit of a knockback for him. Uh, but he's only young, hopefully. Hopefully he bounces back because my God, does
1: my fancy team need him? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I think we all need a Harvey Barnes in our life right now. Yes, we do. Or Gareth Bale, if I may just uh, point that one out. True bit of business. sake. Tanking for Bale worked. <laughs>
0: yeah, yeah. Yeah, I was surprised no one else went in for him. But... Um, yeah, it's just not worth it getting rid of any of my players for him, to be honest. <laughs>
1: right, okay. <laughs> yeah, I took a few risks with like, Hudson Roy and Greenwood, so I have those kind of players I can get rid of. Yeah. It's nice. It's nice to uh, have that disposable income. <laughs> Those
2: disposable players, yeah. Well, I might have to toss Harvey Barnes to the glue factory now this week yeah. to pick up, pick up someone else. But we'll see. Um, look, Adrian. Look, you've been, you've hinted at it a couple of times already, right? So we're gonna, we're gonna include it. What did you cook this week?
1: Um. Shit, what was the last thing I cooked? <laughs> <laughs> After I could, all that. <laughs> I could have prepared this. Um The last thing I cooked was bangers and mash, which is fucking crap. Really I made
0: awesome. that recently too, actually. Did you? Yeah.
1: Yeah. Um but before that it reliable. Uh turkey turkey meatballs, like spaghetti and turkey meatballs. Yeah. Nice. Turkey Nice. Turkey meatballs are better than beef meatballs, and you can't convince me otherwise.
2: Okay.
0: Um
2: yeah, okay. <laughs> I like the I like the meatballs with two meat though. You know, like pork and mince together. Makes Ooh. it better. The same with a burger. I think. You know.
0: I made uh donner kebabs <laughs> today. Did you really? Yeah.
2: <laughs> did you did you yeah. whip out the whole fucking thing with a massive machete to cut it off and everything?
0: Yeah, I had a Turkish fella here slicing the meat. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah.
2: <laughs> two drunk lads just scrapping in your kitchen too.
1: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> how did you that do
0: nice. that? Oh, just like uh, fried some like diced lamb and then like cabbage and onion and spices and garlic and nice. uh, what else? Chili. And yogurt, and then like a wrap. We had pita bread, but uh, it was gone moldy, so I had to just use wraps.
1: <laughs> did they? Did people like it? Did it go down yep, well? I think so. Interesting. So just yeah. dice them. Those. Yeah, those I know it's notch.
0: it's not ideal, but uh, yeah. it's as close as you can get, really. I'd say.
1: Yeah, you're not gonna cook a whole fucking lamb on a spit and then slice yeah. off.
0: Yeah, because like it's. It's they
2: they pack like loads of like fillets and breasts or, or not breasts oh well, yeah lambs have breasts I guess uh, but they they really pack it down those yeah. big old things that they're cutting are like hundreds of cuts kind of it's
1: compacted like, it's like nuggets like chicken nuggets it's just like really concentrated meat like just packed together
0: do, do lambs have breasts
1: yeah let's say breasts some more. <laughs>
0: I seen thinking, lamb have breasts. I'm just thinking because if a if a lamb had nipples, it'd be down lower, down by the legs. So, what would you call? Well, is it still the breasts if it doesn't have nipples? I mean, but yeah, I, I chicken don't, chicken don't, don't have nipples. So,
2: no, it's the it's the position of the meat, right? It's between the
1: mm. uh, but, arms of the front legs. But do but lambs, lambs have odors? <laughs> Are odors <udders> breasts? <laughs> we have to Google this.
2: Can yeah, someone Google lamb,
1: lamb breasts? It's like so with a
0: lamb, yeah, go on with a cow. You would never say a cow's breast.
1: No. But oh. also, a lamb is like, uh, like a child version of a sheep.
0: Oh. Ooh. I wonder, can you eat the udders of a cow? You know that, the whole section I mean, that's just um, used for carrying milk, if like you, can you eat that? I presume you can. You can, you can eat,
1: eat. eat anything. But whether it's you, can birthday, eat anything.
0: you can eat anything. Yeah. You can eat anything. Imagine a world.
1: i it straight in the fucking titty. <laughs> <laughs> I,
2: I, I do have the answer for you, though. Oh. So lamb, lamb breast is the same as lamb belly. It's an interesting cut, fatty and flavorable, very adaptable. It's also called lamb breast and resembles veal breast in many ways. So there you go.
0: You know, a lot of people they don't uh, like veal went out of fashion because people considered it cruel, uh, like inhuman, to have mm-hmm. these like very young uh, cows uh, just basically, you know, made them tender. And kill them. And I'm like, if you have a problem with that, you're just a fucking hypocrite (laughs) because every other animal goes through the same shit as that. So I don't know what you think a veal is worse (laughs) than torturing an animal for life. Oh, did you hear that? There was that controversy today about someone in like the horse riding association in Ireland or some shite or some horse trainer who got in trouble because there was a picture of him sitting on a dead horse or something. And they're like, we're investigating this because this goes against like the values of horse racing. I'm like, that is exactly the values of horse riding to fucking beat and torture and kill an animal until it's, it won't go anymore and and do it while sitting on it for entertainment. That's exactly the, the values of horse riding.
2: Yeah. So yeah. They take a fool.
0: Yeah.
2: <laughs> they take a fool and they kill him on the yeah. racetrack.
0: <laughs> it's like if people say um, no horse horse racing. It's not. It's not uh, barbaric or anything. It's like the horses are treated so well, like they're like royalty. It's like I don't know any royalty that are kicked and whipped every day of their lives and ridden <laughs> into the fucking ground with someone on their back a big crowd of people so
2: maybe uh, Tsar Nicholas but maybe not (laughs) Ah. do you know who Nicholas II of Russia was I've just told you never mind Adrian no
0: no no. yeah I mean have you ever heard of the have you ever heard of a Tsar Adrian nope okay
1: (laughs) am I am I should I have (laughs) kind of yeah um
0: not if you haven't look Actually, no, you should have. Yeah. I
1: should say I've actually been told <laughs> by people who have listened to the podcast that some of the stuff that we bring up on this is not really common knowledge, and that I'm not a c- stupid for not knowing.
2: And do those people do those people have the same? Did they receive the same education as you did, Adrian?
0: At least from, the the from like a foundation history or something? <laughs>
1: <laughs> well I didn't do history for the leaving Earth
0: Okay. But Me be, neither.
1: They'd be, yeah, they'd be educated people. They they are not like um that sounds like do it they have not, music degrees. Uh, maybe. But yeah, they're yeah, not yeah. remedial people like you know. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> like no one here has a fucking no one here has a fucking history degree. So So what do no. they say? What do they say is in common knowledge?
1: Oh, see, you're catching me off guard now. Um, so about Saxony. That's not even historical. I'd have to check. It wasn't the Karl Marx thing. It was the thing after that.
0: Oh. So you said, did they say they knew who Karl Marx was, though?
1: Um, I, don't, I don't think I asked that. It was, what was They the... were too
0: embarrassed to say it. No. Convenient.
1: Two, two episodes ago, or two recordings ago, because last recording we had the U.S. presidents. What was the one before that? What were you we talking about? Before Germanic
0: that? languages, I think. Yes. Yeah.
1: They, spot on. Yeah.
0: Um, they never heard of a Germanic language.
1: They said they had, but they said it should it wouldn't become a knowledge,
0: and most people they know wouldn't know that. How did they know that? I'm sure. They want to ask everyone they know. I thought everyone knew that until I talked to you. <laughs> like the things you, <laughs> the things you think you know.
1: But then I asked Sonia and she hadn't a clue.
2: Okay. You need to expand your circle, Adrian.
0: Well, I can I to... can accept it because, like, I know Sonia, so I know she's not... going to say completely thick. <laughs> 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 uh, I know exactly. Sonia, so... I'm so totally so not I... completely thick. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm talking about your other friends who I don't know, so I have no idea what they're like. Okay. So they they could be any fucking eejits, like... But I know Sonia is not a moron, so for her to not have heard of us is a bit more convincing. Well, the people who have said it to me
1: are not morons. And they actually knew it, but they were like, I'm just backing you up and saying that I thought you were caught on the hop. And even though I knew what it was, I don't think it's common knowledge.
0: So, but then again, I could be making making this Uh up. I mean, there's probably a lot. I mean, there's probably all kinds of shit you could ask me that should be common knowledge. And if he caught me on the hop, like I was doing a fucking, um, a table quiz there last night, actually Friday night, uh, <laughs> we actually won a fucking coffee machine, which we bought the week before. So now we've got two of them. <laughs> so, so we've got coffee machines upstairs and downstairs. Now. Nice. <laughs> it's like being in a fucking penthouse suite or some shit. <laughs> but, uh, if I got a question wrong that, um, Oh, it fucked me off so badly. Uh, It was a question about the Simpsons. I was flying through questions. Like, they were giving me all kinds of shit. And I was getting them all right. I was fucking delighted. And then they gave me this question. And I think all people doing this quiz, they won't have a fucking clue here. So the question was, (laughs) uh, which Springfield resident in the Simpsons is commonly portrayed as the devil? And the options were like Chief Wiggum, Mr. Burns, Flanders, Mo, and like uh, Reverend Lovejoy, Doctor Hibbert, or something. Those oh, were like the options. Yeah. What and did you say? I first I said, "Oh, Flanders," because um, yeah, he, he plays the devil in like one of those Halloween episodes. Yeah. And then when I saw Mister Burns, I was like, "Oh no!" The people asking this probably don't know much about The Simpsons, and they're just you know, Mister Burns is the evil one and I'm sure he's probably been the devil in a few episodes, and says which one is commonly portrayed as the devil. I'm like, Mr. Burns is commonly portrayed as the devil, probably. So I said that and was wrong. Slanders. Like,
1: and, commonly oh, And,
0: and we, lost, yeah, we, lo- yeah. we lost the whole quiz because of that. Like, we were in first place the whole time, and we bottled it on that question.
2: <laughs> the, yeah, that's yeah. tricky. He's not
0: commonly. Exactly. The that's Halloween what I special. fucking said. Oh, yeah. and there was another one. Oh my god I'll give you this question <laughs> see what you're is. <laughs> it's like where is the oldest ancient wonder of the world located and the the options were like china uh Greece Africa, Egypt
1: <laughs> what
0: yeah. Oh, yeah, right so when i what what would you say
1: um I would say can I just clarify that uh, that Egypt is in Africa yeah
0: this is the fucking thing, right? Yeah, I read yeah. the question. I read the question and I instantly thought pyramids, pyramids. Yeah. I said, where are they? Egypt, Egypt. I read through the options. I saw Africa first and I was like, Egypt is in Africa. It's Africa. I'm locking it in. I locked it in and then I read the rest of the options. And saw Egypt, oh, like, fuck. what kind of
2: fucking oh. question is this? Ah, uh, Man, you need, to, you need to not do quizzes with whoever does that. <laughs> kind of questions man no.
0: that's apart a trick from, where, if that was, that, it was grand <laughs>
2: yeah. and you got a we, coffee machine out of it you came yeah. second did you
0: yeah yeah
2: that's pretty good that's good what was first prize
0: uh it was like some sort of massive hamper shit um uh, i'd be honestly. i'd be raging yeah i know
2: i Fuck kick, I, i'd kick up a fuss like, i'd be kicking up a fuss there i'd yeah. find out who i fi- i would find out who wrote the questions and write them
1: a death threat. Find yourself a good solicitor you now. <laughs> no, the people, yeah. the people <laughs> who
0: organize it is like my first cousin.
1: Look. Get the death row Get ready and see what I'm saying. <laughs> yeah. They could just delete it. Sue the shit out of them. <laughs> All right. Yeah, we're we're yeah. Are we, <laughs> should well, we wrap things up?
0: Yeah. I guess so. Unless no one wants to talk about the recent uh, murder suicides in West Cork. Holy We'll
1: we'll
2: open we'll open the next podcast with that. Yeah.
0: Sure.
1: <laughs> <laughs> no one, no
0: one tunes to in.
1: Tyone the <laughs> Van. <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> now
2: a word from our sponsor. Got to share.
0: I'm fucking- we leave it there so yeah imagine.
2: yeah yeah perfect you've been listening to the put them under pressure podcast for more of our content make sure that you follow us on YouTube Spotify and Facebook Ultra music